0: The views and opinions expressed on the podcast are those of the host and the persons appearing on the
1: podcast. These views do not reflect the views or opinions of any college, university, or institution the host or their guest may be affiliated with.
0: Hi, and welcome to Child Welfare Chronicles, the show that discusses everything child welfare. I am your host, Christy. And I'm your host, Bernita. Today, we are going to talk about what child welfare is and our experience as child welfare practitioners. We will discuss the various components of the child welfare system, in addition to our likes and dislikes. This podcast will be broken up into two parts, so be sure to come back in two weeks and listen to part two.
1: Today on Child Welfare Chronicles, we're discussing what is child welfare. We will also talk about why we started this podcast and what you can expect. So what is child welfare? Child welfare is a group of public and private services that are focused on ensuring that all children live in safe, permanent, and stable environments, environments that support their well-being. Child welfare services may interact with entire families, or they may be focused on direct intervention with the children.
0: Child welfare systems operate at all levels of government and federal, state, and local levels. This can include private and community-based organizations as well. The child welfare system varies state to state. For this podcast, we will focus on child welfare system here in the U.S. specifically. The child welfare system is usually made up of four segments, child protection service or CPS, family-centered services and supports, which include services for behavioral, mental health and other services to assist the family, as well as foster care and adoption services. Today, we're going to talk about our roles in the child welfare system and why we wanted to create this podcast. So first up, Vernita's going to tell us about her experiences. So Vernita, what made you want to get into child welfare?
1: So what made me want to get into child welfare was my experience with the child welfare system. I started out as a teenage mom. During that time, my son was injured and got involved in the child welfare system. So I had a great experience with my two child welfare caseworkers. They helped me to keep my son in my home. They were there for me, and they helped me navigate the child welfare. They helped me navigate the child welfare system so I can locate and find resources that I need to keep my son at home with me, and as well to be a better parent. So that's why I wanted to be in the child welfare, wanted to work in the child welfare system.
0: That's. A really great story. What did you think was specific about your child welfare workers that you felt like they made a difference in your life?
1: They were very compassionate. They were very understanding. They didn't judge me. Instead of judging me, they actually took their time to help me. They would come out, you know, it, seemed, it probably wasn't every week, but it really <laughs> seemed like it was weekly, which I appreciated. Mm-hmm. They would bring stuff for my son, for me and my mom, um, if we didn't have things such as clothes or we needed like a pack and play or anything that we needed, they just was really there. They were really there. And when they left, it was almost sad because they had become such like mm-hmm. part of the family. And I, But I know that's not everybody's experience in child welfare, but I had a really great experience with the caseworkers that I had on my child welfare case.
0: So how do you use that experience to help you with what your work
1: is like today? So, you know, for me, as I work in this field, I also try to imitate what I experience. I want to be the type of caseworker that my clients can speak to and feel comfortable with and know that I'm not going to judge them. When I work with a family, I want them to know that I'm here to help Mm -hmm. and I'm here to try to keep their family together instead of taking it apart, you know, so that's, my that's the way i look at child welfare and that's my approach when i come across families or if i get a new case Mm -hmm. i think it's really great
0: that you have had your own experience your own lived experience that you can share with the families because not everybody that works in child welfare has that so it's definitely something really great that you can bring to the table
1: so christy i would actually say just because a person does not have lived lived experience doesn't mean that they don't have nothing to bring to the table everyday experience with life and just showing kindness and meeting people where they are is something that they can bring to the table. So I think, you know, to come to the child welfare uh, profession, it really takes a type of person. And in order to be that type of person, you have to be kind. You have to be warm, warm. Sorry, not worn. <laughs> Although we do get worn out. <laughs> you have to be just really willing to meet people where they are. So, Christy? Tell me, what made you come into the child welfare profession?
0: So for me as a kid, I always felt like I kind of got lost in the shuffle of things. Um, I lost my mom when I was really, really young. So my family didn't necessarily have experience with the child welfare system so much. Um, But I definitely had a lot of contacts with my school social worker, and she really made me feel like, supported and I just always wanted to do that so originally I actually wanted to be a teacher and then when I was in my undergrad I'm like this is definitely not what I want to do I'm like (laughs) you know doing lesson plans all day like yeah it's fun but I'm like there was just so much more like I wanted to go in deeper into the kids life and really make an impact and I just got this calling to go to social work and I was like, all right, here we go. We're going to do this. Um, In my second year, I was like, yep, I'm going to be a CPS worker and I love child welfare and that's where I'm at. Um, But it wasn't until my internship, I did some medical social work and then I did end up after graduation, I ended up working in a school and that's where I was really like, I really, really love working with kids. And I knew that at some point that I wanted to do that. Um, I had some personal stuff happen um, during my time at the school, and I ended up taking a little shift. I went into case management and health insurance, so it was a little bit of a different type of path for me. But when I went back to school a few years ago, I realized that I love social work and I need to be in the field doing stuff more so than what I'm doing. Um, So that's how I got back. And then Nick, we actually came through and I was like, wow, this is like a gift. It almost came full circle of like that initial, I want to be in child welfare. Um, My biggest thing is that I feel like kids don't always have the voice and they're not always heard. And I remember feeling like I wasn't heard. I was always made to feel like my opinion didn't really matter because I was young and I just needed to do what I needed to do. And there was nobody there who really told me it's okay to feel the way that I feel. So that's really what drives me. So my biggest thing when I'm working with families is ultimately like the family is the driver of the service. Like I'm here to help them. I'm here to walk with them. And it's their voice that needs to be here. So I'm really big about making sure that I'm advocating for them and not just talking for them because that's what I think. I really want the families to take the lead and their case and be successful.
1: That's really good. That's really, although you don't consider it as lived experience, you kind of do have a little lived experience (laughs) in there. It might have not been direct Mm -hmm. child welfare, but -hmm. you still have a lived experience well, you know what it's like to not be in a system, but potentially could happen in a system. At mm-hmm. least that's what I heard. Um, mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. but you do have lived experience, and I think that's great experience. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I definitely was very lucky that you know we didn't get that type of contact. I think. You know, there was times where, you know, looking back, I'm like, man, we probably should have had some kind of contact. You know, you're like, oh, that was a little rocky. But, you know, back then there wasn't as many services that there are now. And I mean, the services are so robust compared to what it was. It's still not 100 percent, right? But it's definitely better than where we were. And I think a lot of times people just think child welfare is I'm taking your kid and I'm coming in here and you're not a good parent. And that's really not what it is it's really about making sure that those kids are safe and that the parents have what they need it's really wanting to help that family to support them and not you know being hard on them because maybe they made some bad choices or they're just in a bad place right now and they need that help and just like you shared Renita, with your experience you kind of needed that touch to help you get to the next step I really and it. <laughs> you know yes, it, I did. it really impacted your life right yeah. like even your career and everything but Without that, you think about it, you know, you might not have been in the way you were. So sometimes it doesn't come in in a great time in your life, but it can also lead you to the things that you never knew that you
1: needed to get
0: you to that next step.
1: I totally agree. Um, To be honest, I actually started off in nursing. Really? I started off in nursing and then I was really passionate about it. I went through the system with my son when I was in in it. It was Mm -hmm. a nurse and it was the child welfare worker who was also a social worker they had such a profound influence on me. So I went to nursing, and then some stuff happened in my life, and then I went to social work, and I've been here since. So as you know, we both in the Nick Wee program and mm-hmm. soon to graduate, and I am really passionate about child welfare and social work. So I'm kind of glad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it all works work. out
0: the way it's supposed to, right? Like eventually everything kind of falls in and you're like, ah, that makes sense why we had to go through that. Um, I know you and I both have mentioned what NICWI is, that we're a part of this really great opportunity. Do you want to explain a little bit about what
1: NICWI is? So for
0: people who don't really understand.
1: Yes. So NICWI is the National Child Welfare Work Institution. So basically they come in and they help um, child welfare organizations, um, you know, just to get better, you Mm -hmm. know, because child welfare... It's it's so complex, and it affects families, it affects workers, it affects organizations. And sometimes, you know, workers get burnt out, they mm-hmm. don't do their best case practice. Mm-hmm. So, Nick, we step in and kind of mentor organizations to just, you know, to try to build better caseworkers so that they can be better on their job and make better leaders for the, for the future. And essentially being better caseworkers to families and mm-hmm. then helping families, you know, get the help that they need. So... That's what Nick we is to me. Did I miss something?
0: <laughs> no, nope, you got it right. Um, so part of what Nick Wee does that Renita and I are lucky to be a part of is there is actually a program that helps us with our school yes. and gives us an opportunity to help become leaders in child welfare, which kind of segues into why we started this podcast. Yes. So with child welfare, it's such a big system and it goes so deep and one of the things that I love about child welfare is it's always evolving. Like it you're never evolve. just in the same place at one time. Um, so part of why we wanted to start this was not only to just bring to light for our community and the so you know, child welfare practices, um, professionals, we wanted to bring to light, you know, what those policies really mean, really break down, you know, what child abuse is, what does it look like when you have somebody in your life in child welfare and things you can expect. Also bringing in different resources that we have learned about. Um, We also want to talk about reform and policies that have come through because there's a lot happening. There is a lot. (laughs) And I think, you know, sometimes people get really stuck in what child welfare is. Um, Vernita also mentioned a little bit about being worn out in the beginning about being workers. And one of the things that we really want to portray in this podcast is a safe place for the professionals in the system to kind of just come and listen to and hear our experiences and know that you're not alone in it. Um, Burnout and vicarious trauma is so prevalent in child welfare, you know, A lot of our workers are just hearing trauma stories day after day, and that does take a toll. And we want you to know that we support you and that, you know, this is definitely a spot that if you ever want to share anything, you can always reach out to us, especially if there's topics that you guys have in mind. Um, But this is really something that we're truly passionate about and want to help our community and the profession as well.
1: Yes. We just wanted to also let you guys know you don't have to be a child welfare professional but if you are involved in the child welfare system say a teacher or a a mentor you may have a foster parent an adoptive parent anybody that's been in touch at some point with the child Mm -hmm. welfare system we want to let you guys know that this podcast is for you even for birth parents Mm -hmm. you know this is for you a lot of the information that we will be sharing is for educational purposes so you can be informed and you know hopefully you guys will reach out to us and inform us because we might have different ideas or different experiences mm-hmm.
0: and i think it's really great that you touched about the birth parents cuz it is true like we definitely want a safe space for professionals cuz we know what that's like but we also want to make sure that the families and communities are educated and up to date on things that might be coming out or things that are happening in the news and media um, just to have a place that we can have a conversation. Cause a lot of times we just don't have the conversations. Um, so I think it's a great way to share information. And like Bernita said, definitely we want to hear from you guys as much as you can as well um, because it'll help us with what we're doing yes well now that we shared a little bit about ourselves and what the podcast is going to be looking forward to um you can tell we're definitely both very passionate about child welfare and have some firsthand experience within the system. In our next episode, we're going to talk a little bit more about our own experience in terms of work, as well as the history of child welfare. How was it created, and how did we get to where we are now with the child welfare system? Please make sure to subscribe and join us for part two. You can expect an episode on a biweekly basis. We would also love to hear from you and any topics you may be interested in us discussing. Feel free to reach us at childwelfarechronicles at gmail.com.